Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Clay Travis joins us now. Hey, Clay, man, welcome in. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you all? Doing awesome. Doing awesome. Thanks a lot. Tennessee basketball has got back-to-backs against the state of Alabama teams. And uh, this is going to be a round robin and all like, well, I say a round robin for the SEC championship. You could get through all of this and nothing is clearer. But it is wild to me that Tennessee, Alabama and Auburn are the the teams that have dominated the SEC over the last four or five years. Kentucky is probably fourth, but I would say they're a distant fourth of those three teams. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, ultimately it comes down to the coaching. Um, I, I, I think Greg Sankey honestly deserves a lot of credit for this. Uh, as the money has poured into college football in the SEC, um, you can only spend so much, by and large, on college football. And I think the next sport up has been college basketball. And the money that's spent on high-level coaching talent has paid off. Um, I, I think you look at Rick Barnes, just got his 800th career win. Now we can talk about the fact that he hasn't had tremendous success in the NCAA tournament, which is certainly the uh, the knock against him. But... He's one of the best college basketball coaches of all time in terms of wins and, and the success that he's had. You know, he's taken Tennessee to number one. He had Texas number one um, and, uh, and and certainly has won everywhere he's ever coached. Uh, and then you look at, uh, at Bruce Pearl, who obviously I love, uh, got to know very well when he was coaching at Tennessee. And he's won everywhere that he's been. And I think he's done a heck of a job at, at Auburn. And then Nate Oates has come in and uh, and he's done fabulous as the head coach at, at Alabama. So I think all three of those guys have outperformed John Calipari, uh, despite the fact that I think Kentucky's paying John Calipari nine or ten million dollars a year, whatever the heck it is. You know, Matt Painter is the guy everybody dogs out. He kills my bracket every year. I hear Brown say it every other day. Rick Barnes is one of those guys you just said. Um, you know, in his ninth year at Tennessee, he's never gone past Sweet 16. I thought the team two years ago uh, had an opportunity to win a national championship. They get bounced by Michigan in the second round. Uh, the team this year looks like they've got that makeup. But as a Tennessee fan, as consistent as Rick Barnes has been in the regular season, I mean, where is the expectation going into the tournament? Is it like if we get to a Final Four, it's been an incredible season, or is this we need to win a national championship, which I know sounds ridiculous. Um, So, yeah, by the way, it's not just a couple of years ago when they got bounced by Michigan. They were peaking at the right time. The 2019 team lost in the Sweet 16 in overtime to Purdue. Uh, If you remember that game, they got called for a foul on a three-point shot with like two seconds left. Uh, the, the guy hit two out of three for Purdue. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was the one of the best players in college basketball that year. Uh, kind of a guard, uh, a point guard, uh, a shooting guard hybrid. Um, and uh, and that was a devastating uh, loss because that was a team that was certainly good enough to, uh, to to win a national championship. And the one really feels like a kick in the teeth. Do you remember they lost to Tennessee did Loyola of Chicago? the year that Sister Jean and Loyola, they went to the Final Four. Do you remember that? Uh, you probably remember that run. But they hit Loyola of Chicago did a winning shot that hit like the rim four times, <laughs> went up off the top of the backboard. Do you remember that shot? Uh, I mean, it's one of the most devastating shots to lose on in the NCAA tournament in history. If people don't remember it, 
just Google it. I mean, the guy hit, I think, side of the rim, went up off the top of the backboard, hit the side of the rim again, front of the rim, and then went in. I mean, it's one of the one of the worst defeats that I can remember in NCAA tournament history, but they lost that year uh, with a team that I think was good enough to be in the Final Four. So, you know, look, Rick Barnes has had, I would say, four probably teams that are legitimately good enough uh, to have made a Final Four run, and he hasn't gotten past the Sweet 16 last year beat Duke in the round of 32 and then lost to FAU uh, and uh, FAU goes on to the final four. So Tennessee's kind of like Alabama and that whatever team they lose to ends up being the team that makes the run. But yeah, look, I, I think this is another final four caliber team. If Tennessee doesn't make the sweet 16, the season will be a tremendous disappointment. Um, I, I think, you know, sweet 16 is still disappointing. Uh, but it's a team that I think right now is is right on the edge of being a one seed. But also, again, got Auburn, Alabama, South Carolina, and Kentucky in the four final. All four of those teams are, I think, ranked right now in the top 20. Were you surprised Alan Flanagan didn't get suspended? Yeah, I was. Um, it seemed like a pretty nasty punch that he threw. Um, and uh, I, I, you know... It, Sometimes it's hard to tell, uh, I think, intent in sports in general. Uh, it's hard to tell whether somebody's just playing really hard, bodies move, you don't anticipate it. That looked like a blatant forearm shiver. Um, and to me, it felt like that should be worthy of, uh, of a suspension. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I, we were trying to compare it to something. Dunaway brought up the Rudy Tomjanovich, which was worse, but still, I mean, it had some similarities to it. I mean, that Rudy Tomjanovich punch lived for like 40 years. I haven't seen it on video in quite a while. I had not thought of it until Dunaway brought it up. How long ago was that, though? That was oh, it had early to be 70s, 70s, right? Yeah, late 70s. Yeah, I mean, that thing lived forever, Clay. This wasn't to that level, but when a guy's running full speed and just takes an elbow to the face, I mean, that's pretty bad. Yeah, I think it should be a suspension. I mean, if you throw a punch, um, you know, that's a pretty much automatic suspension, I think, right? To me, a punch being thrown is serious, but most of the time you can see a punch being thrown. Um, I don't think there was any way to defend yourself from what happened during that game. I mean, I don't think there's any reason to expect that that's happening. Uh, whereas if two guys square up, I mean, it still can be uh, unexpected to get punched, right? But at least you're aware that the punch might come. Whereas there, that was uh, the definition of a, of a cheap shot. Clay, I said outside of t- technology earlier in the show, I think college football has changed quicker than anything that we've been around over the last decade plus, and it just continues to change. If I told you that we're going to get to a day, I think everybody agrees it, it, the, in, the athletes are going to become employees of the school. Yeah. But if the schools actually sold to ownership groups – if you could be part of an ownership group, when you look at the top 10 most valuable franchises in the world, seven, seven or eight are NFL, led by the Cowboys at over $9 billion is the valuation there. Would you be surprised one day if the schools got a cut and they didn't have to deal with anything and you had an ownership group much like the NFL? Yeah, no, I wouldn't. And the way that I would say it should be organized, though, is the whole conference should be one ownership group would be the way that I think it makes sense. Cause I think the challenge you would get into if you have individual school ownership groups is unlike in the NFL where there's nowhere else to go. Um, I think you would get very quickly into, Oh, this team wants to go independent. Oh, these new teams are going to make up their own new conference and all these things. 
Um, I think there are so many teams in college football that if I were, you know, sort of sitting back as an investor, I'd want to own the SEC as a whole or I'd want to own the Big Ten as a whole. Um, and uh, I think that's what makes the most sense. Now, there are different program valuations, right, um, that would exist within that uh, within that scope. Um, you know, Vanderbilt wouldn't be worth very much, and frankly, like Texas would probably be worth infinitely more, right? Because what you would get into is market size, and uh, and and that's when you look at the NFL. Um, typically, the more valuable franchises are going to be the ones that have the largest market size, right? So the University of Texas, the University of Florida, those are monster states, uh, would theoretically have more value than certainly a Vanderbilt or an Ole Miss would have, for instance. So in your mind, I buy the SEC, and then I've, I get all the television revenue or whatever, but I've got to... I got to negotiate the contracts for Kalen DeBoer and Hugh Freeze and Rick Barnes and Nate Oates and Bruce Pearl. I, I, I've got to do that. Is that the way you I envision it? The, well, I think the college coaching salaries would plummet in a in a professional league uh, because I mean, really, when you look at it, most college football coaches make more than most NFL coaches do, right? I mean, yeah. that doesn't get talked about very much, and. A lot of the NFL coaching salaries are not public the same way the college coaches are. But the reason why college coaches make so much is because typically you, you couldn't pay players. So I think the salaries for college coaches would come back down. I think uh, also as a part of this, they wouldn't have free agency. Um, and uh, and that's what I've always said is probably the driving force to college football and basketball coaches making so much is you can leave and go coach for a competitor you can't do that in the NFL. Yep. Um, so the coaches would be subject to a collective bargaining agreement in a similar way that uh, uh, that the uh, that the NFL coaches are. You know, you can't just leave and go to another team if you're under contract as an NFL head coach. Um, and uh, and so I think yeah, that would be a part of it as well. Um, that, that would eliminate the huge coach buyouts. I mean, there would be no Jimbo Fisher anymore. That's right. Yeah. yeah, there wouldn't be huge coach buyouts, and also, I mean, it would take away a lot of the leverage from the Jimmy Sexton's of the world who every time there's a big job opening can go get, you know, five or six different coaches, new raises uh, by just dangling the possibility that they might be interested in it to their coach and their job. Um, and, uh, and I actually think in the long run, that would make the job of college coaching way better um, because when players, what you would have is the salary cap, right? Um, and, uh, and I think what NIL has become is, basically not what nil was ever intended to become i I wrote about this in a column recently but i said you know imagine if you went to watch an nfl game and you paid for your tickets and you paid for season tickets and you paid for all your beer and your parking pass and everything else and then they also asked you to pay money so that you could pay the players uh salary you'd be like this is crazy Right. right like i'm already giving you tons of my money in order to support the program and now you're telling me that I got to go pay the quarterback salary. Um, so uh, I, I think this is a broken system that we're working through right now uh, that will be resolved at some point in the near future and make more sense. But right now it doesn't. All right. He is Clay Travis, Outkick founder at Clay Travis on Twitter. You also see him on Fox. Clay, thank you very much for the time. Have a great week. All right. Appreciate y'all. All right, buddy. Clay with us on the Johnston RV Center.com hotline. 